0: Welcome back to the Sunday Club. Today is going to be a little bit different of an episode. It's just going to be me today. We're pretty much just going to sit, talk college basketball, uh, talk Mountain West Tournament, talk overall NCAA Tournament, take a look at what Ken Palm's talking about, the net rankings, AP Top 25. Today is March 6th. Today, Sunday, March 6th. So officially one week away from Selection Sunday. This is episode 12. This is up and make it real for me. <laughs> Whatever that f- man the sky the up Two hundred miles on the dash Got to a pound of a gas Switching lanes in the Grand Rapids we the one that kept it cool without acting To episode 12 of the sunday club today we're just talking just straight college basketball as i said today's sunday march sixth so exactly a week from now we will know the whole ncaa march madness tournament bracket um this time especially it's a recording at about six o'clock at night so by this time next sunday we can all start filling out our brackets um but personally i think march madness pretty much starts this week with all the conference tournaments um Especially some of those like lower level conference tournaments where you know a lot of those teams the only way they're ever going to get into the get into the dance is to win um, their conference and win their conference tournament. We have already had double check this I believe three conference tournament champions. We have the Big South Longwood won the Big South. They were twenty six and six so they punched their ticket into the Big Dance. Uh, Loyola Chicago won the Missouri Valley Conference tournament. Uh, they were twenty five and seven this year so they've also punched their ticket into the Big Dance. And Murray State uh, was the last one to punch their ticket was uh, from the Ohio Valley Conference, 30-2. and So obviously all three of those teams with great records. They were all kind of pretty much on the bubble this year to get in anyways. So this helps and also can change things up when looking at the whole bracket. Um, four teams on the bubble, but I know, as I've said before, I'm a big San Diego State fan, big Aztec basketball fan, big Mountain West guy. I've watched more Mountain West basketball this year than I ever have. In my entire life. So I figured I'd put a microphone in front of myself and just talk about Mountain West basketball, talk about the tournament. Um, so as of last night, San Diego State played the last game um, of the Mountain West regular season against Nevada. They did everything in their power to try to lose that game, but somehow they held on one by one um, against Nevada. And so that finished up the regular season for the Mountain West. So the tournament is all set. Um, it's going to start on March 9th, which is, which is this coming Wednesday. Um, at the Thomas and Mack Center in uh, Las Vegas. It's a good thing for the Aztecs, though, because the Aztecs always seem to play well there, so there's that joke that that is uh, San Diego State's home away from home. It's their second Viejas Arena, um, which is going to be really good for them, and they, I believe, need to win at least one game to get in. I see people uh, saying that, like Jerry Palm keeps saying, the Aztecs are in. They have them right now as a 10 seed in one of the brackets that I've seen. Um, I think that they could be a little bit better than that, um, but then one thing that they did mention during the game last night, which makes sense, is they were saying they they could potentially be an eight or nine seed, um, and then if they do win that game, then obviously they would have to play against the winner of the one sixteen game, which most likely is going to be the one seed, um, and if you're a one seed, I don't think you'd want to run into the Aztecs in the second round, just because the Aztecs metrically in Ken Palm have do have the number one ranked defense in Ken Palm, and if you're a number one seed. That's not a team, and that's not a defense that you want to turn around and face in the second round of the tournament. You know, but there's a lot of other teams that they'd probably rather play. But moving on from that, we're going to take a look now. at the Mountain West tournament, the uh, bracket got revealed last night, secured everything up, coming in at the one seed. Uh, Boise State, uh, Wyoming, or Boise State's the one seed. Colorado State is the two seed. San Diego State's the three seed, Wyoming the four, unLV the five, Fresno the six, Utah State the seven. Nevada, the 8, New Mexico, the 9, Air Force, the 10, and San Jose State, the 11 seed. Um, I mean, personally, I think the Mountain West is a four-bid conference this year to get into the big dance. Um, but do I realistically see it happening? They keep saying it's going to happen, but I just have a hard time thinking that, you know, the people who make the brackets are, the people who make the bracket and the selection committee is truly going to take four teams from the a non-power conference. So I think especially being an Aztec fan, you need to win at least one game in the conference tournament to secure yourself getting in for an at-large bid if you don't win the whole tournament. Um, I think that goes, I'd say, pretty much for anybody um, other than Boise State. Maybe Colorado State has done enough, but they do have those two bad losses to UNLV this year. Um, But really not quite sure. I think Wyoming definitely, uh, they were in the top 25 for decent chunk of this season. They were sitting at 22 for a while. Um, then they lost a few games. They lost that game at home against San Diego State. Uh, they turned around and uh, lost another game right after that. I can't remember who it was too, but they did lose another game after that. Knocked them right out of the top 25. Knocked them down to the fourth seed in the tournament. Um, so they have had a rough last couple of weeks of the season, and I definitely think they need to win at least one, maybe not even, uh, you know. I would say for Wyoming, you got to win two games in the tournament here too get yourself chances for an at large bid. Um but so I think you got you know you got the 1 through 4 which is Boise at 1, Colorado State at 2, Wyoming at or sorry, San Diego State at 3 and Wyoming at 4. Those are those are very very good teams at the top 4, but then you turn around and you look 4 through 8 behind them. Um I mean 4 through 8 behind them. If you look, you got number 4 or sorry, 5 through 8 behind them. Number 5, you have UNLV I don't want to play against UNOV. UNOV probably has the best team, and probably has the best player um, in the conference, if not one of the best players in the entire nation. And Bryce Hamilton, and he is one of the just the most elite, dynamic scores I've ever seen, especially in the Mountain West, when you just have a guy with that much size, who's just that much bigger than everybody else. He can just dominate in a conference with guy when guys just aren't simply just aren't as big as him. Um, and then after that, you got Fresno State, and you Fresno State, they also have one of the best players in the nation in Orlando Robinson, he's one of the best bigs in all of college basketball, um, and the Aztecs saw all of that in their game with them Thursday night, I believe it was, um, it was Thursday night, and they took them into, Fresno took San Diego State in a double overtime at home on senior night, San Diego State somehow escaped with that win, they once again tried everything they possibly could to lose that game, um, but Orlando Robinson's a great player. He made some big plays down the stretch, had a big and one um when they were down by 3 to tie the game. I believe that was in he had two of them. I know one of them was to tie the game in the first overtime. And then he had another one that I think brought them within one um and like kind of near the end of that second overtime. So Fresno's not a bad team. That's not a team I want to play in the conference tournament. I mean, they're 18 and 12. They had a losing record in the conference at 8 and 9, but that's not a team that I would personally want to run into. In the tournament and then after them you turn around you got utah state utah state's a good team they were 17 and 14 this year um justin bean is their best player he's one of the best players in the conference they're saying he could be con- one of the uh you know conference players of the year or not conference player of the year but first team all conference sorry um justin bean's fantastic i believe he did not play the first time the aztecs played against them but i'm not 100 percent sure um might have to fact check myself on that one but um Utah State's a good team. Once again, that's not a team that I would want to run into in the the conference tournament at a seven seed in the Mountain West. And I would not be shocked if any of those teams five through eight run through and win it. Like I would not be shocked to say, well, hey, I can't believe Utah State won the conference tournament. Be like, yeah, Utah State won the conference tournament with Justin Bean and Brandon Horvath. Like they're a good team. They're a very good team. Uh, Number eight, Nevada. Nevada, once again, very good team. Twelve. I mean, not very good record wise does not show that they're very good, but I don't know exactly what they are off the top of my head in Ken Palm, but they're not a bad team. They got Grant Sherfield, who the Aztecs pl- literally played against Nevada last night and they had like an 11 point lead with eight or so minutes left in the game. Turn around only one by one. Grant Sherfield had 30 something last night, 32, 34 something in the game last night. I mean, he is just a straight shooter. He's going to shoot all game long. I think he took, you know, 20 something shot attempts. Um, can't remember again off the top of my head um didn't write any of those stats down but he just he's very good you know they got Desmond Cambridge, Keenan Blackshear, Warren Washington like all those guys are good quality players and you know they're pretty much kind of like a senior-led team so that's not a team that I would want to run into again in the conference tournament um I mean after that I would be shocked if any of these any of these other teams win you got uh, number nine at New Mexico they went five and twelve in the conference this year um I wouldn't, I I would be shocked if New Mexico wins conference tournament. Um, And then coming in at number 10 is Air Force. Air Force, uh, when I went, because I went to every single home Aztec game this year except for one, but when I went to that game against Air Force, um, on my way to the game I was listening to their pregame show and they mentioned number 10, A.J. Walker on Air Force, and like he's the key for them on offense because he can go for 25 to 30 a night. Um, And then at the end of the first half I believe he had like 21 points and was 7 of 7 from the field. And it was a close game. It was like a five point game at halftime against air force who went four and 13 in the conference. But if you let a guy like AJ Walker get hot, you never know. Somebody like that could carry a team through the mountain West conference tournament, um, and potentially win it for them and give them that automatic bid into the big dance. Uh, number 11, you got San Jose state. Uh, they're awful. They went one and 17 in the conference this year. Their only win in the conference came against New Mexico on February 20th. Um, they beat them pretty good, too, like 77-55, to 55, something like that. Um, but, yeah, San Jose State's not going to do anything. I can't even believe they're still in the conference, being completely honest with you. that They are the worst. I mean, I don't watch San Jose State basketball games, but the only one I did watch was when San Diego State went out there and played against them. And kid you not, there, there was no more than 50 people at that game. Like, when I go to the Aztec games, I'm like, man, there should be more people here. And there's like 9,000 people at the game. I couldn't even imagine being a San Jose State fan and trying to go to one of those games and being like, oh, we're in a 25,000 seat stadium or arena and we have 50 people here. I don't think the arena is that big, but no more than 50 people at that game. They're real bad. So if we take a look at some of the matchups, the first game of the day is once again, I said it starts on Wednesday, March 9th. Um, First game is Nevada versus New Mexico. That's that 8-9 game. Um, The winner of that game will then turn around and take on number one, Boise on Thursday, that'll be the first game on Thursday. Boise is a fantastic team this year, um, with Keyjab, Marcus Shaver Jr., uh ACOT, they are a fantastic team this year, and I've been very, very impressed with Boise. Um, they beat the Aztecs twice. The one of them was a, that weird one, and on you know every team had to deal with COVID stuff this year. Like when you look at the game where San Diego State beat Colorado State, San Diego State beat them uh, in Viejas, and they crushed them by like thirty. I was going, oh, like, man, I don't think Colorado State's as good as they are, like, as good as their record says. But then it's like, oh, well, they didn't play for three weeks because of COVID. Um, And I was like, oh, well, how much of a difference can that make? And then turn around and see Colorado State play fantastic for the rest of the year. Um, And then when the Aztecs played that game against Boise, that was Boise's, like, third game in five days. And that was the Aztecs' first game in, like, two and a half weeks. And I I can't remember off the top of my head, but I have to pull up uh, that final score because... That was one of the worst uh, shooting percentage games I have ever seen. Um, the final score was 47 to th- 42 to 37. Boise. Um, where's the uh, Let's see. Where's the stat line here? Trying to see what the overall stats were. Um, Shaver had 13 in that game. I'm trying to find the overall team stats. I can't quite find it, but I mean Matt Bradley went three of 13 from the field. Uh, Butler went 4 of 12 from the field Mensa 5 of 11 Seiko went 1 of 4 only, Obviously only takes 3's um, They're just Yeah that was just a really 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 ugly game um, Overall And then we'll move on to the next one We got Utah State at Air Force Or Utah State against Air Force That's the 7-10 game That'll be the second game on Wednesday um, And in Utah State as I said I think it's a good team I think they're going to beat Air Force Unless Air Force has A.J. Walker get hot and the winner of that game will turn around uh, on Thursday and play Colorado State. Colorado State has one of the best players in the nation. Uh, and David Roddy, he is just fantastic. Once again, he's just bigger than anybody else in the conference. And when you have a guy down low who's bigger than anybody else in the conference, like, for example, when you match up him against Nathan Mensah, who's probably going to be the defensive player of the year in the Mountain West, Mensa just has his super long arms, but he's not as strong as Roddy. And Roddy just bodies him down low. Um and forces Mensa to get into foul trouble like and then there's nothing you can do because the other two Aztec bigs they're good but they're not as good defenders as Nathan Mensa. Um, Colorado State also has Isaiah Stevens. You know, great shooter, great player. Um, Colorado State was great. They were twenty four and four. They were fourteen and two in the conference. Um, and I mean, they're they're a very scary team this year. Who I think they're going to get in regardless of what they do. Um, I'd say unless they lose to a team like Air Force. Um, in that second round Um, and then after that you have your Fresno State San Jose State game Uh, Fresno State 18 and 12 8 and 9 as I said uh, they took the Aztecs in double overtime in Viejas on Thursday night Um, so Fresno State's not a bad team I think they're going to destroy San Jose State but then if you're the Aztecs uh, that's the game where you're looking at whoever wins that game that's who you play against and as an Aztec fan you're going well you know we got the three seed but Oh, who do we have to play the next night? Oh, we have to play the team who just took us to double overtime at home on senior night in a very very packed Viejas Arena. That's not a team the Aztecs want to see because I personally don't think the Aztecs can lose this game and still get in for an at-large bid. That's just a very that'd be a bad loss. That eight teams, eight team who's 18 and 12, and they're under 500 at eight and nine in the conference. And San Diego State, when you know they went, they're 21 and seven, they're 13 and four overall. Um, and yeah, that's, that's the team you can't lose to in your first game of your conference tournament and then still expect, I think, to get in for an at-large bid. Um, and then last game we got, which is actually going to be played on that Thursday. So this next game on Thursday is Wyoming at UNLV. Wyoming went 21 and four this year at 13 and five in the conference. Um, Wyoming's surprisingly a very good team this year. Um. They got uh, Ek and Hunter Maldonado two just fantastic players. Um, also, Wyoming does have that advantage of playing up in altitude. Um, that was one of, the, personally, I think that was one of the biggest games the Aztecs have had all year when they went up to Wyoming uh, earlier in the week this week and beat them. This, that was a very, very to me key resume building game for San Diego State. Um, and then Wyoming is going up against UNLV, and even though UNLV was ten and eight in the conference, going up a team, going up against a team who was thirteen and five in the conference. I don't think that that game's a pushover because Bryce Hamilton is just too good of a player um, to, he's too good of a player to just turn around and wilt in the first round of the tournament against Wyoming. And they're not playing in altitude. They're in UNOV. They're in UNOV's home arena. Um, Even though, I mean, as of late, the last few years, UNLV just hasn't been drawing crowds. Um, But once again, you never know. They're not a bad team this year. They could draw some people for this game against Wyoming on Thursday, um, which I believe will be, I think it's going to be the second game. Played on Thursday. Um, I believe, yeah, the Boise State uh, will be the first game played on that Thursday. And then the Wyoming-UNLV game. Then the Colorado State game. And the Aztecs do have the late game that Thursday night um, in UNLV and the Thomas & Mack Center against the winner of Fresno State and San Jose State. Um, so, talking more now about the Aztecs. we' am take a look here in Ken Palm. Where are The the Aztecs currently sit at 23 in Ken Palm. I believe they are the highest Mountain West Conference uh, team in the in Ken Palm. Uh, Boise State is behind them at 27. Uh, where is Colorado State on here? Can't quite see them. Um, not quite sure where Colorado State is on here, but we're looking again at San Diego State. So, oh, I guess San Diego State has now moved. They now have the second... Uh, best ranked defense, adjusted defense according to Ken Palm um, in the nation. They uh, they, they moved Texas Tech up into the best. Um, the percentage point is Texas Tech at 86.7 and San Diego State at 86.9. So two percentage points away on that adjusted defense on Ken Palm. Um, let me go back over here to the rankings. Yeah, so Ken Palm has San Diego State down at 23.0 um, San Diego State is also let's see. San Diego State's got they got them at twenty nine in the uh, in the net rankings. Um, they're not in the AP top twenty five or the coaches poll top twenty five, but they are receiving votes for that. But yeah, right now they are sitting at twenty nine, um, I believe. So in the net, let me try to see what they have here for their quad one wins. San Diego State is four and seven. Uh, in their quad one wins, they're 4 0 in their quad two. Um, where did we go over here? 7 uh, 0 in their quad three games and 6 0 in quad four games. So outside of quad one, Sanger State has not lost a game. So I think personally they have a pretty good resume to get in. Um, but if you do turn around and lose to Fresno, I mean, I, I believe that might be considered a quad one game because um, it is on a neutral court, but I'm not hundred percent sure on that one, but they cannot afford now to, you know, put in their first quad two, three or four loss of the season here in the tournament. I believe that they just need to continue winning. Um, let's see, let's wanted to look at this here as well. So we uh we only, we already have three at large or three uh, three teams who have made the tournament, um, punch their ticket in by winning their conference tournament um, once again, those teams: um, Longwood out of the Big South, Loyola Chicago out of the Missouri Valley Conference, uh, Murray State out of the uh, Ohio Valley Conference. Um, but as I have said, I'm gonna look this up, and because I am a big San Diego State fan, I just have to look up everything that we got going on with us. I think one thing that will help big time here in the tournament, and uh, not only in the Mountain West tournament, but if they are able to get into the Big Dance. They're deep. They're a very deep team. They continuously go 10 deep, um, and that will help them in March Madness, big time, because if somebody gets in the foul trouble, um, somebody can't shoot. They have plenty of different guys who can shoot on any given night, um, but it has been hard for them to consistently find that number two shooter. It's it's switched up. Like We do not have that consistent guy who's going to go put up double digits behind Bradley. Um, I mean, Bradley's averaging now 17.8 points a game. Um, he's shooting 41% from behind the arc, uh, a little over five rebounds a game, uh, over two and a half assists a game, um, over one steal a game, uh, less than three turnovers a game. That Matt Bradley, if he needs to be considered for the conference player of the year, um, averaging 31 and a half minutes at 17.8 points, shooting the ball 45.3% from the field. But the problem is the Aztecs have just not consistently found another second shooter. They've had games, They've had games where Baker has dropped 20. They've had games where Seiko's dropped 20. Um, they've had games where mensa has been in the high double digits. They've had games where Johnson's been in the high double digits. But, overall, they don't have... But, like, throughout the whole season, they don't have anybody else who's averaging double figures. Um, the closest to him is Polium. Polium's Polyum. uh, at 8.4 points a game, shooting 38% from the field. Um, but Polium just doesn't do that on a consistent basis. Also, his turnover to... Uh, let's see, what is he? Yeah, his... turnovers to one steal a game. Um, I mean, I don't know. I just feel like he's not played to what he should be playing to. He's a senior guard. He's had some key missed free throws in of games. He just hasn't shot the ball as well as he should. He got yanked in a few games uh, because he wasn't playing well. He wasn't holding on to the ball. He's making not senior-like fifth-year or fourth-year senior-like decisions um, that I think he should be making at his – age and the the length that he's played in this system under Dutcher Um, but yeah, Polium and then Johnson behind him uh, averages 7.8, I mean Johnson I think as of late has been shooting very, very, very well Um, what's his 3 point percentage at? he's at 24.4% but um, I don't know exactly how many he's taken how many threes um, Johnson has taken but I think they joked about how he hit like his 4th 3 of the year or something the other night or 3rd 3 of the year but He's a guy who, if he makes one or two shots from mid-range to behind the arc, that forces the defense to just stay honest and stay up on him the whole game. Um, and then behind him, you got Mensa, seven point four points a game. Um, he's not playing. I mean, he's one of the best defenders, if not the best defender in the entire conference. And he should. Uh, I mean, let's see what hes averaging over two blocks a game, um, averaging almost a steal a game. Um, and but it sometimes he can get himself into some foul trouble. Um, that senior night game against Nevada, he had two fouls in the first two minutes of the game and then didn't play again until the second half. Um, but then once again, that's where that depth comes in um, for San Diego State when they can bring a guy like Josh Tomajic or um, Tahiro T- T- Diabate off the bench, and he can, they can put up numbers. Um, Diabate has been coming on as of late. I think his defense has really stepped up. Tomajic, um if you know me, you know my uh, thoughts on Tomajic. Um But... Other than that, three he took um, against Nevada, and I, think, I, I can't remember if that was double overtime or the, if there was in that first overtime. But it's it's a one point game in overtime, and you're supposed to be playing the five, and you take a three with 25 seconds left on the shot clock, and you completely brick it. Like what? I just don't understand what goes through your mind. I mean, he made it up, made up for it with the fantastic defense on the other end, but I just don't understand why he needs feels the need to take that shot, but I mean, in the last, I'd say month, other than that one moment, he's played more within himself down below in the blocks, and he's been playing so much better. Um, then you got a guy like uh, Adam Seiko who can come off the bench, and he's shooting. Um, we shooting forty one percent behind the arc. I mean, he he can get hot quick, and he's a guy who can come out and in the span of two minutes have twelve points. It's, I mean, he's a guy who can just all of a sudden light it up. He's hit very key threes this year for the Aztecs, um, and then you got Baker Mazzara. Um, who he can also get streaky hot. He had a game where he's dropped 20. He's had multiple games in the double figures, um, but he does come off the bench, and if he's not shooting well, and I feel like a lot of times he'll come in the game and make a big play, but sometimes if I feel like he doesn't, he just sits sits back down, doesn't doesn't play as much as I think he should. He's only averaging a little over 12 and a half, 12 and a half minutes a game. Um, another guy, Lamont Butler, uh, sophomore guard. I think, I think he's been playing well. Um, he's he should be shooting a little bit better than he could. Um, I think he should be shooting a little bit better than he is. But uh, um, yeah, Lamont Butler, I, I I like his game. I like the way he attacks. But I mean, they have a lot of guys that they can bring off the bench. They consistently go about you know nine to ten deep in these games, and it's not you know it's not uncommon to see their third center in the game. Like when you look at Diabate, he averages eight and a half minutes a game. Like he's your third center, and he's still playing almost ten minutes a game, um, and it's crazy because you know Mensa's twenty almost almost twenty five minutes a game, but um, they they will run that defense with two big men, so they can kind of interchange Johnson Mensa, um, Tomajic, Diabate all in that position. Uh, Baker Mazzara comes in and plays that every once in a while because he is a lanky guy, he's a super tall guy, he is skinny though, so he can't play down the block as often as I think. Uh, Aztec fans would want him to. Um, but this pretty much wraps up what we got for our March Madness preview, our Mountain West Conference preview, even though it is just me. You know, I have to end every episode with this. Let's see, we have to go random name generator. There we go. Um, we have pretty much sums it up. Mountain West Conference tournament starts uh, Wednesday. We'll have conference tournaments going on all week. This is pretty much the uh, start, I think, of uh, of March Madness because this is when you watch those lower conference teams, um, the smaller conference teams that is really, you know, they're fighting for their lives, they're fighting for their seasons, they're fighting for that at-large, you know, or that automatic bid um, into the uh, the big dance. So that pretty much wraps up what we got here. Of course, we have to go with the random name generator. Um and we're going to go with Josh. I'm feeling Josh today. Actually, you know what? We're going to feel Brian because Brian Dutcher, for the head, the head coach of the Aztecs. We're going to go with Brian. We're going a name. And we got – I pressed English, masculine, but we got Charmaine. We got Charmaine. All right. That is what we got for you. That is what I got for you guys today on the Sunday Club. We will be catching back up probably sometime at the end of the week after um, – March Madness or after the uh, conference tournaments. Potentially just doing an episode next Sunday night looking at the whole tournament looking at what we got coming up. It's going to be an awesome week of basketball. Um, You guys better go enjoy it because I know that I'm going to enjoy it. Love you guys.